0: hello welcome to the plus future podcast with me James Nepal Singh. join me as I coach Jonathan Hewitt who was one of the co-founders of Adidas Japan. Adidas went from a tiny company to now what is one of the biggest and most loved brands in Japan Let's get right in hey Jonathan welcome to the plus future podcast thank you
1: for inviting me
0: no problem at all. So what bump in the road would you like to talk about today?
1: That's an, in, an interesting idea. Define bump in the road. My life has been full of bumps, and sometimes they've been really great experiences at the end of it. For today, are we talking about a learning situation?
0: I'd say what's the thing that you're grappling that you've thought about for a long time recently that you're having trouble finding a solution for?
1: It comes in a little later into one of the questions that you asked me about, how can I take things forward from where they are? I'm enjoying what I do. For the background, for people listening, I am semi-retired. I've been in the sports industry for, in Japan for over 20 years. My discussion points will be somewhat colored by the experience of Japan rather than any other country. And it's, where do I go next? What to do? Somebody asked me a really interesting question. And this is going back a couple of years, that absolutely stumped me. And she asked me, what do you want to do in 20 years time? And I didn't have an answer. I'd set my life up very clearly from when, from before my son was born, he's now nearly 24. So that I would be financially independent by the age of 50. And I made that. I'm very happy with where I got to with that. But she asked me, what do you you want to do when you're 70? I'd never thought about that. And I did not have an answer. And it took me more than a year of thinking on that one. And one of my real passions is photography. I love doing it. I've done it since I was 10 years old because I can't draw. So I picked up a camera. And what it came down to was, I want one of my photographs to be world famous by the time I'm 70. And that's what I'm going to focus on. That's really my objective, my guiding objective now.
0: To recap, you're financially independent. That was your goal. So before you were 50, you wanted to get financially independent. Then someone asked you, what do you want to do in 20 years time? And that stumped you. And that was two years ago. You thought about it. And the goal you've set yourself is to take your photography forward and have one of your photographs as being world famous by the time you're seventy.
1: Yeah. I mean the timelines I've probably misquoted the actual timelines there slightly before anyone points that out. But yes, that's what I want to do. There's the old phrase about some people want to be famous through their art or their music or their literature. Other people's just other people just want to live a long time. Taking that out of the the option the options there. Yeah, what I want to do is have one photograph where people will look at it and go, wow, and that'll be something that will be there forever.
0: And that's what I want to do. What do you want to leave our conversation with? We've probably got about 40 minutes left that you didn't have before we spoke.
1: I'm going to change in tack slightly. I once saw a t-shirt, and this is something I wanted to come on to discuss later. I once saw a t-shirt not too long ago, and it said, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. And that would be something that I would want to leave people with as a thought, whether they want to be that or not. That would be one of my guiding influences. And if I could give the opportunity to anyone to have some thoughts about their own lives, be kind.
0: You mentioned that you've got other things that you want to touch on today. The two that you just mentioned now about legacy. My question to you is, to what extent is there something bigger that's driving all of this that we really need to drill down on.
1: You mean from a global perspective or from a personal perspective?
0: From the things you mentioned were very personal, so I think from a personal perspective.
1: Yeah, when I was, I I must have been about 30, usual 30-year-old out with the guys on a Friday night, having beers, having a good laugh and everything. And this, this was in Tokyo. One of the guys around yeah in the group, he was the good guy. he was the one who always you know after two beers said "That's it, guys, you know i'm I'm going home, and I want to go back see the family see the wife and the kids. His contract eventually came up, and he went back to London and I was on a business trip to London and um faxed him, that shows you how long ago this story was, but I faxed him and said "Let's catch up." What it turned out was he was on business in the east End of London Even, Docklands. He was actually working at Canary Wharf, which was very new at that point. And I was in the West End of London. Transport links were terrible. All, all the sorts of things that could go wrong did go wrong. And so we said, okay, next time, let's catch up next time. And there wasn't a next time. He, very sadly, at the age of 32, passed away. But he left me with an incredible legacy. He didn't leave me with a sadness. Obviously, at the time, it was a ter- terrible shock to everybody. And you know, it was sad in that way. But the learning I took from it was enjoy every single day. i had had the opportunity to catch up with them, and I hadn't taken the opportunity. Now, I can't give you yesterday back. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So one of the philosophies I like to live with is enjoy every single day. And so this guy left me with a phenomenal legacy of I look to each day with enjoyment. And what can I do? What can I do that's going to make my, my life, my family's life, my, the world, just that little better? Enjoy it. Even if it's just I've left someone with a smile, that's a little bit of a, a move forward. So, yeah, that would be the, the, what I would like people to come out with in the legacy of enjoy every single day.
0: So you had a very powerful experience. You lost a, a dear friend to you and the legacy that person left you was to enjoy every day. And that's your mission in life. It seems every day you want other people to enjoy their lives too, through you enjoying your life.
1: Yes, that's absolutely it. But it, this is a message where people think it's a very personal one, and in a way, it is. But it's a message worth passing on. And so I do. It's very similar to the you know the pay forward idea, which I used to do when I was in my student days and I was working, and my other friends couldn't get the work. I would buy the beer on the agreement that when they got the chance, they would buy somebody else. Uh, the beer. Uh, and it's the same thing. So, this, for me, it's a message that I certainly don't want to be in the position of preaching about it, but I think it's a good message. Enjoy every day.
0: It's part of the rationale for your life is to spread that message.
1: Yeah, I don't do it um, actively in any shape or form, but if people actually ask me that question, that's usually the answer that I would give them. I'm happy with that answer.
0: Circling back to your original goal about having this one photograph that's going to make an impact on the world. What's the rationale behind that, with that story as the background?
1: That was really driven by that simple question, what do you want to do in 20 years' time? I had to sit and think, what would I like to be able to hold up and say, I did it, or in, in the metaphorical sense of, I won't be around anymore, to know that other people would actually see that. So that's leaving my little bit of legacy on the world. If I don't do it, I will have tried. And I think that's the important part of it. If I fail, fine. One of the things I often work with my teams is you haven't failed until you give up. But also, I work with them and build. And this is very much in the Japanese context where people would rather not try than fail. And I would work with my teams that it's okay to fail. If you fail, it means you've been pushing the edge. You've tried something It hasn't worked out. Fine. What do we learn from it? How do we move forward? But if you didn't try, you never learn. If you fail the same thing twice, different conversation. But you know, if you if you if you do fail, it's a positive. It's not a negative as long as we can learn from it. And that's one of the things I used to do with my teams all the time.
0: How does that relate to what you're doing now with your photography?
1: Try. I could put the camera down and forget about it and say, "Oh, I'm never going to achieve this." But if I don't try, I'm. I can guarantee you, I'm, I'm not going to achieve it. Was it Wayne Gretzky who had that phrase about? You miss every shot you don't take. That's just so true. And in fact, watching Japan in the World Cup this time around, they were taking shots, whereas 20 years ago, they didn't take those shots. And it was Honda who brought that in. Sorry, that's my sporting background coming into play a little bit there. But try. You know, and so that's the, the, the philosophy around it.
0: You've got this goal, you're trying, you're succeeding every day, and the philosophy you're taking with that is the one that you used to give to your teams about if you don't try. And then you'll never be successful, so don't worry about failure. How do you define this photograph that's going to make an impact on the world?
1: I don't know if it's going to make an impact on the world. My objective is to make it world famous. I hope for good reasons and that people take, take delight in it. For me, it's, it's an objective I've set. It was prompted by the question that I was asked. And it's given me a reason not just to sit back and let the world go by every day. I've now got a very clear idea of something I want to achieve. There's a lot of other things that we can do, but I'm designing it or I'm considering it around it's an achievement and I want to do
0: that. Can you just clarify something for me? Because we're talking about legacy. And for me, when I hear that, that's changing people's lives, that's making an impact. And you mentioned being kind, that's also changing people's lives. When I said you want to make an impact on the world with this photograph, you said it's it's not about making an impact, it's about being world famous. What's the distinction there for you?
1: My objective is not to set out to change anybody's life. My objective is to have something that will be recognised globally. And whether people say it's great or whether they say it's rubbish, that's fine. That's the, the personal opinion of those individuals. But what I'm looking to do is a very personal objective of saying I want people to be able to look around the world and say yeah I saw that and I say if they don't if they don't like it fine if they love it wonderful but I'm not trying to change their
0: lives in the process so you're not changing things you just want to be recognized for this one photograph
1: I would like the photograph to be recognized I don't even need to be associated with the photograph.
0: So the photograph itself has got to be recognised, but you you are okay with not being associated with it.
1: Yeah, I'm fine not being associated with it. It's the actual work that I want to be recognised. That to me is I will have achieved my goal if the photograph is known around the world.
0: How does that relate to your wanting to leave your mark on the world? Because people won't know it, it's you. The photograph is all that matters. They're not you leaving something on the world that people recognise as being yours.
1: Correct. I I think that's partially impacted by one of the ways that I think about life is the other person's always more important, whether they're a business partner, family member, someone you meet in the street. And it does relate a little bit to the things we've talked about already. But I'm not putting it forward to try and make myself important. I'm putting it forward to maybe just add a little bit of smile, a little bit of sunshine to people's lives, even if they see it as a rain cloud. Yeah, for me, it's not that I'm being the people are associated with me at all. It's the actual imagery. It's the it's what I've created that I want to be named.
0: And what steps in your creative process now are you taking to get to that goal?
1: So my photography's gotten much better over the last few years, and the reason for that is I always used to do available light portrait photography, and then someone said, "Have you ever tried using a strobe?" And I never had, and maybe about four or five years ago. So I started working with strobes. So now I can work in studios much more. So I do both outside and, and inside now. And then people started saying to me, why don't you do an exhibition? The first was, obviously, I'm not good enough. And then over the years, people started slowly persuading me that, yeah, people would like to see this work. They, they love the work that I've done with them, and then they would like to do it. I can get people to relax and enjoy themselves. And so that's why I, I do portrait rather than anything else put me in front of Mount Fuji on a a beautiful day and I can take a tourist snap but put me in front of the shyest quietest person and I can make their character come out that's what I I really really focus on so people started bugging me probably about two three years ago about doing an exhibition I had one set up for April this year for personal reasons not don't need to dive into but I've had to postpone that and maybe it'll be later this year maybe But doing an exhibition when random people are walking in and taking a look, that's my next step. And uh, the, the learnings that I'm going to take from that.
0: Your goal this year then, 2023, is to have an exhibition. It
1: was. So I'd actually got it all set up. For personal reasons, this year is probably going to be a little bit erratic. So what I don't want to do is set everything up. Get everybody aligned, because this is not going to just happen with me and my work. There's going to be galleries involved. There's going to be people helping. There's going to be all sorts of things. Working through a second language always makes it more complicated. There's going to be a lot of goodwill invested by a lot of people who are going to believe that it could be successful. I don't want to waste that goodwill. And this year is just going to be a little chaotic. So it might work out later this year. It might work out next year. But I am now, I'm on board with what everybody has been banging on about have an exhibition. So that will be my next step.
0: The goal to create this photograph that people would recognize in the world before you're 70 involves one. getting from all of this is people seeing your work for one. So your friends have suggested have an exhibition. What other ways could you get your work out there to a bigger audience?
1: Interesting question. Actually talking about it on podcasts like this is a way to communicate everything out there. And that's probably where I've just got to go to broader medium. I was very reluctant to put any of my imagery online for many, many years until my wife basically called me a complete idiot and told me, get on with it and and do that. And so that got the Instagram up and running. And the feedback that I get from that is very important to me. The positive and as much the negative, if people don't click a like on it, I know that that one just didn't connect, but when they click. Like when I get a, a 50% like on something, then I know that that has connected that. And that's a learning for me. And I, I, I take that on board. I also enjoy taking the photographs where people didn't like them, but that's just me. You know, that's, I, I have the choice to be able to do that.
0: So you've, you've used Instagram and you use the like button to see if something's successful or not. And I understand from your background, me if I'm wrong, that you're one of the co-founders of Adidas Japan that made it the success that it is today. So you influenced that brand to make it bigger or had a part in it. So we've got you, the Jonathan Photography brand. What can you do using your experience in the past to, to build up your brand in the same way that you did for Adidas?
1: A lot of the learnings from setting up Adidas. Now, I, I was corporate side rather than brand side, just to be absolutely clear on that. So no one misunderstands. But yeah, I was one of the, uh, the original team that, that put everything together. And it really was around these philosophies of, if you don't try, you are going to fail. And the only thing I can tell you about a forecast is it's going to be wrong. It was learnings like that. And so if I am looking at achieving my next 20-year vision, all I can tell you is I'm probably going to get there in ways I couldn't imagine today. And it's going to be a learning process for me. But if I don't try, I'm not going to get there. I wasn't the branding side of the business. I was putting the infrastructure together for everything to work lucky enough to work with some incredibly talented people, the way the brand developed in Japan. We did a really interesting piece of research when we first started, and we got school kids to draw drawings of what they thought of the different sports brands in Japan. And so Nike, they drew kids playing basketball out on the street. Asics was the, the kid running and winning the race. But when they drew Adidas, they drew a man. That's where the brand started. That was actually part of the reason why globally they decided to, to to set up in Japan. But it led me to a lot of learnings as we went through it. I was, what, early 30s? We we were all pretty young when we were doing it. We didn't know if we were going to succeed, fail, whatever. But we were going to give it our best you know, and, and take it from there. And we did. We had a great time.
0: So you're a relatively young team and the same philosophy that you use now, and have done always is we, at least we'll try. It does not matter if we fail; we can learn from it.
1: Yeah, I think the, the the learning from it was the most important point. I've worked in the past with people who like to point fingers, and you know, and, and if you fail, then it's somebody's fault. Well, that's not really how we worked. We worked on like if we failed, what went wrong? What could we do next? We did a a fifth anniversary event, which we actually did at the. Um, Roppongi Hills, Mori Tower, and I got to know, somebody introduced me to Mori San, and I got to know him and said that we want to do this big fifth anniversary event. And I want to do it on the 23rd of April. And he goes, you do know our grand opening is the 25th of April. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of knew that. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of setting this up. And he, he loved it. He was fantastic and was totally supportive. Now, if I hadn't asked him the question, we'd never have been able to, to have that event. But we actually, in the event, we had gone out onto the streets of Tokyo and we had asked our target audience, which was, let's argue and say, let's say 20 to 25-year-olds, what they thought of Adidas. And a lot of the comments coming back were negative. And many of my colleagues did not want the negative ones to be shown, but it was actually the guy who actually did the founding of Adidas in Japan. We said no. We're going to put those negatives up there in front of fifteen hundred people, and we're going to tell them what we're going to do about it and how we are going to correct it. And it was just that whole attitude of something goes wrong, what are you going to do? Not whose fault is it? It's, let's move forward.
0: So you mentioned two things where you got market research data for Adidas. So you asked school kids to draw things, and you went in the streets and said, well, what what's wrong with Adidas?" And then when you got the negative feedback, it wasn't a big thing. Well, it was a big thing, but you twisted it, say, actually, let's work on this. This is what we're going to do about it. Going back to your brand and getting this one photograph that's going to be recognizable all over the world. To what extent could you use the same methods to try and get this photograph?
1: I think in a tiny way, that's what I'm doing with Instagram. I am looking at and taking the feedback when people like a picture, when people just don't react to it. I work on on that. People ask me why why do I mainly photograph women? And that's because I get a you know, a stronger response than when I photograph the guys. And to me, the actual two photographs are, could be just as they could be comparable, it could be good, just as good. But you just get a more positive response. And so I'm taking that feedback and it, it's a learning. And maybe I'm gonna be wrong and I'll, you know, I'll find a different way in the future.
0: How can you scale that Instagram response to get more feedback? Because you, your goal is to get get it around the world, isn't it? Not just the few audiences that you've got now.
1: Yeah, but I've got many years <laughs> to, to be able to work on that. And actually, the end of this, I want to ask you something uh, as well separately. The, for me it is a learning process, so at the moment I don't know. I can't answer that question, but I am going to keep asking it and seeing what I can do.
0: You're saying you don't know, and you said you've got many years. What's your timing for implementing whatever actions you're going to take to get this one photograph?
1: That's very similar to, as we were talking earlier, I wanted to be financially secure by the age of 50. So I want to have this photograph known by the age of 70. Within that, the timeline might change, You know, the actual plan within that might change many times. Maybe I take one photograph and suddenly bang, it just goes out there. Some of the stuff that you see is absolutely phenomenal, that people have done, but they probably, probably didn't expect it. When that monkey took a selfie of himself, He probably didn't know that that was going to go global (laughs) straight straight after that and create a whole problem about copyright as well.
0: What I'm getting from that is you want to spend the next 20 years experimenting. And if you're lucky, the right photograph is going to happen.
1: Let's call it learning rather than experimenting. Experimenting, yes, because I'll try and put different things out, but I will be looking to see, am I getting better as a photographer, which will be important to me? But are people responding to it more? I will also need to learn the, the new world better. No kid under the age of 25 has known the world without the uh, without the internet. I grew up with postcards and faxes, as I mentioned before. There's going to be a lot of adapting that I'm going to to take in there, but that'll be part of the, the enjoyment of doing it and the achievement at the end of it.
0: What steps are you taking to adapt? Because you, you mentioned your wife um, got you onto Instagram because you come from a background of faxes and yeah, public pay phones. What else can you do to accelerate that knowledge?
1: At the moment, the world is very much obviously in the digital direction, and I need to immerse myself much more thoroughly than maybe I have done in the, uh, uh, in the past, which is ironic because I was the, one of the first people to try and drag the companies I worked for into the digital world. I remember I worked for a certain large financial firm, no names mentioned, back in the 1990s. And I went to speak to the marketing people and said, "You know, what, what's our web strategy? What are we doing about the internet? And I was told by the head of marketing, A, go away. But B, the internet's a passing fad. It'll be over in a couple of years. That's kind of what the world that I came from was like. And so I used to push all the time. Now I need to catch up a little bit, I think, if I'm, if I'm fair about it. Yeah, my wife had to push me to get onto Instagram. And I should have been there more than 10 years ago. My friend's daughter was watching a firework. The 10-year-old daughter was watching a fireworks display, taking the pictures. And she goes, these look fantastic on my Instagram. And I'm like, what's Instagram? That was 10 years back. But then I didn't do much about it for many years after that. As a general principle, I need to immerse myself much more deeply into the, um, the digital world than I've ended up not going to, despite having been there in the very early days. I actually started an internet company back in the early 90s before the boom came along. Yeah, good way to lose money, that one.
0: So your background, you've persuaded people to have a marketing strategy through technology and digital world, but you haven't done it yourself and you have to be prompted by others to do that. And when you say you want to immerse yourself in that digital world, let's get a bit granular here. What do you mean by that? I
1: mean, learning other platforms, learning what actually... Why does something go viral? There is a reason behind it, because there's a lot of other good messages, videos. I need to be able to use the modern world as the gateway to what I want to do. And I need to take a closer look at that and understand it better. And it may be that the digital world doesn't work. Maybe the actual physical world will work. You know, if I do an exhibition and, One of the people who comes along, even if there's only one, and they suddenly say to their friends, wow, you should see this, that can start the ball rolling. So yes, the physical world is still really important to me, but I kind of understand it more. But the digital world, there's a lot of opportunities that I'm not working with at the moment, and I need to start working with them better. That's one of those great ones where you look and go like, yep, this is called a learning experience. Get on with it.
0: Okay, if we're looking at this year, you mentioned you've got some personal issues that are kind of, uh, they stop your plans for the gallery. But if we're looking at the next 12 months, what can you do in each month to get this learning? Because you keep saying, I need to do this. How can you do it? And when do you need to do this?
1: We can touch on the personal one. My father's not very well. There may be things coming up. That's why I'm saying this year is a little erratic. We just don't know when when things are going to happen. That's what I started doing last year. I started defining out what I wanted to do. And I've actually got the spreadsheets for the, um, for the exhibition, who I need to contact, who I need to get quotes from, who I'm going to be inviting to it. So I've got all of that planned out. I just don't have D-Day. I don't have the actual date in what I did. It was actually in the second week of uh, April, and um, uh, a gallery very kindly had offered their space, which they don't normally offer to non recognized artists and they'd offered the space because they really liked the work and this is where I am saying I don't want to call on all of that goodwill and have to cancel at the last moment that's the way I took it but yeah I've got it I've got a very detailed plan about what I wanted to do for that and the next one is I need to do another exhibition but in the midst of all of that I also got to do the photography what I love doing is when I bring people in and we do photographs and you just get people going like Wow! I look fantastic. I'm going. You look fantastic anyway. I just took a photograph of it. You know, and that's all I did. I didn't do anything more than that. Now, yeah, sure. I got. You know, I set the lighting up and and all of that. But it's them who look absolutely awesome. It's really interesting. Women tend to be a little more cautious and shy of how they perceive themselves, whereas the guys go like, "Whoa, yeah! I always knew I looked great." <laughs> I'm generalizing, but that's that's pretty much how it works out.
0: i make an observation here. Correct me if I'm wrong. The position I see yourself in is Adidas when you first started. What I'm thinking, again, correct me if I'm wrong, needs to happen is you need a huge marketing strategy to get this one photograph that's going to be recognizable. But you're being drawn into what's comfortable. So the physical space, like you have a spreadsheet for that physical space because it's, it's relatively simple. You've done this tens and hundreds times before. What I'm getting pushback from is getting from you. What's your marketing strategy to go into the digital world? And I asked you to make some commitments over the next year, when you're going to learn about all these, how are you going to do it? But you still haven't answered me. What's pushing you back? What's holding you back here?
1: Interesting question. One of the steps forwards is actually starting a podcast. And today is the first time I've ever dipped my toes into this particular pool. But that was part of the idea. Now, I I nearly started a a podcast when pandemic hit, and hence got all the gear and everything ready, and then just decided I hated my voice and I wasn't going to do that. Somebody recommended to me, never listen to your own voice, (laughs) which which is a good recommendation. So I'm beginning to open up to various different opportunities. So podcast is one of them. It's always funny when you talk about Facebook and my son, who's, you know, say he's twenty, twenty-three, nearly twenty-four. He looks at me and goes, like, that, that's for grandparents, Dad. You, you just don't, you don't want to get into that. So I am now moving forward onto things. Maybe not as quickly as I could. Maybe I should be doing better, but I'm trying. Today, today is a new thing for me,
0: which I'm very grateful, by the way, for you inviting me to do this. Oh, no problem at all. What about the pushback, though? I'm getting reticence that you don't want to drive this forward. There are baby steps you're trying to make, like appearing on this podcast. Is there something bigger that's holding you back here?
1: I don't think so. A marketing campaign to to drive something can cost millions and millions of dollars, and I don't. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm secure, but I don't have that kind of finance behind it. So it has to be done in a clever way rather than the financial way, and that would probably be the main thing. Now, maybe. I know companies have been phenomenally successful without investing anything in marketing. Maybe that's because of my background where I come from big brands, whether that was Adidas, Under Armour, Coach, whatever and we had the budgets behind us. And that's when you th- when you talk about a marketing campaign, that's where I think that's where my head is. Interesting question. Maybe I need to change where my head is in in this whole process.
0: If we take everything we've discussed today, your one main goal by the time you're 70 is to make a photograph that's going to be recognized worldwide. The steps you need to take to do that are to get yourself more known or recognized so people will see more of your photographs. One option is your gallery, the exhibition, but that's on hold at the moment because of personal reasons. And we just mentioned now the digital space is something that you're going to explore and you're experimenting with. And one thing you're going to take away from this is changing your mindset about what does marketing mean when I haven't got a big budget, how to be a bit more creative there. So it sounds like that's the plan going forwards. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about today that we didn't touch on?
1: We've touched on quite a lot. One of the things that we had previously spoken about was how messages can influence people. And maybe I need to craft my, you know, I enjoy writing. I've got a blog out there, which will remain nameless for now, you know, but it's got over 600 articles on it. And it's about Japan. And the really interesting part for me is that I wrote it for non-Japanese people, and it's actually now read mostly by Japanese people, as they just pick up the messages. It's in English rather than Japanese, but they all come to me and say, I, I never knew that, or I never understood that, or you've explained it from a different perspective. And... Again, it comes back to what we were talking about right at the beginning. If I hadn't tried, I wouldn't have known. And it's been very, very enjoyable to do, very fulfilling to do. But yeah, if I hadn't taken that shot, I wouldn't have hit that goal.
0: What What did you like to do with your blog then? I
1: deliberately parked it for almost a year, came back to it a little bit and parked it again for the same reasons, in that it became a little bit of a more obligation rather than enjoyment. And it was deliberately designed. It was something for me to do and I enjoyed doing it. But when you feel you have to start writing for it, then that's the point at which you start going, okay, time to stop. And it was actually um, uh, another brilliant blogger in Japan who wrote that and goes, I've loved doing this, but I've got to stop. Sorry, it's just become too much. And so I, I put it down for a little bit. The other problem I've got with it, with 600 articles, you kind of run out of interesting things to talk about. <laughs> I've got a couple of friends who do feed in. If anybody comes across the blog and would like to feed in, please do. It's always interesting for me. And so I want to make sure now going forward, it's an enjoyment, not an obligation. And that's how I'm going to treat it.
0: It's a nice segue to my next question. So that person asked you two years ago, what do you want to achieve in 20 years time? If I'm going to ask you the same question now, what else do you think you could be doing?
1: What else in 20 years time?
0: Yeah. Apart from your photography. To
1: actually get the answer to the question I was asked two years ago, it took me 12 months to really come up with a, with a good answer to that. I'm happy to stick with one objective at the moment and maybe build up to more objectives as I go along. <laughs> we'll see where that takes
0: me. So the overall objective from this is legacy and leaving on a mark on the world, but it doesn't matter that you're associated with that mark as long as that mark's there and uh, you want people to be kind, you want to spread that message as well. Correct. And you mentioned your new podcast. So when is that coming out?
1: I'm learning today how to do a podcast. I'm going to be watching how you then take these the audio files forward and what they do. I was going to the original ones that I was going to do back in 2020 uh, was going to be Tales from the Bat Cave. Yeah, you know, I've got my little room upstairs where I could just go and retreat, and I could have recorded everything. And then my son pointed out that the actual pandemic might have been started by bats, and so maybe that wasn't the greatest <laughs> greatest name for it. Today is a learning for me. And as I say, thank you very much for the invitation. Really appreciated it. And I need to learn the, the steps to go through. It was very good when we had had a previous discussion and you said, you know, they're, they're relatively straightforward to put together. But as somebody else quoted, I'm not quite there yet to paraphrase.
0: But you are getting there, which is the main thing. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss?
1: Not today. This has been a really interesting conversation. Apologies if I've bored anybody senseless. And apologies if I've spoken. Of, I don't think I've spoken anything I shouldn't have spoken about, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for
0: your time. I've really enjoyed it. No problem. And what's your biggest takeaway from our conversation today, Jonathan?
1: First, how to do a podcast and how to actually, how straightforward it actually is, which is very important on being able to move forward. The other one is you've just made it interesting for me that I need to start thinking about marketing in a different way. And maybe I need to take a different approach. I could probably be accused of being guilty of I was running down the same street every time. And maybe
0: I need to think about a different street. Thank you very much, Jonathan, for joining the Plus Feature podcast.
1: Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciated it.
0: I think Jonathan realised at the end of the conversation the contradiction that could be holding him back. He wants to create a photograph that's recognised by the world and isn't interested in being associated with the photograph. But yet, to get where he wants to go, it seems he needs more people to see his work and the best way to do that is to brand himself and to be associated with his work. This could explain why he has been thinking about the same old marketing strategies instead of creating innovative ones that could suit his budget. Look out for his work. Links are in the show notes. As usual, feel free to like, comment and subscribe. Until next time.